Chapter Six of Little Prudy. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Ginger Cucolo. Little Prudy by Rebecca Sophie Clark. Chapter Six. Prudy Sick. When Aunt Madge went upstairs that night, she found little Prudy hiding her head under the pillow and screaming with fright. Oh, there I was, cried the child, tossing up her arms, all tumbled out of the window, and the man got me, and I begun to be dead. Why, no, darling, said Aunt Madge, here is Annie close by you, and here you are in your pretty white bed, don't you see? No, no, screamed Prudy, I'm up in the pines, I ain't here. Perhaps you'd like to have me sing to you, said Aunt Madge, and she began in a low voice, a little ditty Prudy loved. There was a little darling I used to know, and they called her Prudy long time ago. Stop, Nancy, said Prudy. You put a toad in my mouth. I must have a drink dreadfully. Aunt Madge brought some water, but her fingers were not steady, and the glass trembled against the child's hot lips. She watched till Prudy dozed again, and then stole softly downstairs to get a night candle, and to tell her mother she was really afraid Prudy was going to be sick. But Mrs. Parlin said Aunt Madge mustn't be nervous, that children were very apt to be out of their heads in the night, and she was pretty sure Prudy would wake up bright in the morning. Aunt Madge tried to hope so, but she hardly slept a wink, for Prudy tossed and twisted all night. Sometimes she thought she was picking berries on the tufted coverlet. Sometimes she cried out that the crazy man was coming with an axe. When Grandma saw her purple cheeks by daylight, she did not laugh at Aunt Madge. She brushed her soft curls away from the little one's hot temples and said softly, How do you feel, Prudy, darling? A wild light burned in the child's eyes. It isn't Prudy, she screamed. I ain't her. Go away. You're going to snip off my nose. Oh, go right off. You may be sure that Grace and Susie were far from happy that day. When they noticed that their grandmother grew more and more uneasy, and when they saw the doctor's gig at the gate, their hearts were very heavy. Oh, Grace, said Susie, sobbing, Prudy thought we didn't love her. We kept saying she was always round. How much do you suppose she is sick? Oh, dear, I don't know, said Grace, wringing her hands. But I'll tell you one thing. We ought to have seen to her, Susie. Oh, Grace, said Susie, you don't begin to feel so bad as I do. You can't, because you haven't got any little sister. Only think of my scolding to such a darling little thing as she is. Come, you go upstairs and see what the doctor says, said Grace. You steal in easy. Oh, I don't dare to, whispered Susie. I'm all of a tremble. But the moment their grandmother's step was heard in the passage, they flew to her. Mrs. Parlin set her vial down on the hall table. I don't like to tell you, said she, shaking her head sadly. The doctor calls her a very sick child and says he is afraid of brain fever. Do they die with that? cried Susie, seizing hold of her grandmother's dress. Oh, stop a minute. Is she going to die? We hope not, said Mrs. Parlin, but she is so sick that we shall send a dispatch for your mother. I want you to try and keep the house still, girls, and coax Horace to stay out of doors. Keep the house still? I guess we will, said Grace. Oh, Grandma, will you forgive us for being so naughty yesterday? Can you forgive us? said Susie. I tell you, we feel awfully about it, Grandma. Mrs. Parlin took off her spectacles to wipe them. My dear children, said she gravely, I am ready to forgive you with all my heart, but I hope that before this you have asked pardon of your dear Father in heaven. That is the first thing, you know. 
Susy stole off into the nursery and threw herself on the lounge. Oh, God, sobbed she, I should think you would hate me. I have acted so bad. Oh, can you forgive me and not take Prudy? I will never do so again. I didn't mean anything when I said she was always round. Oh, don't let her die and be put in the ground. Please don't, dear God. Seems to me I love her the best of anybody. When we have any fuss, it's always me that's to blame. Here, Susie's prayer was drowned in sobs, but her heart felt a little lighter because she had told her kind father just how she felt, and it was best for Prudy to get well. She was sure he would save her. Prudy's mother came in the cars that night, looking pale and troubled. Prudy didn't know her. Why don't you bring my own mamma? said she. Look at me, darling, said her mother. Here I am, right here. Mother won't leave her little Prudy again. I ain't Prudy, screamed the child. Prudy's gone to heaven. God came and helped her up the steps. One of the first things Mrs. Parling did was to cut off her little daughter's beautiful curls and lay them tenderly away in her drawer. Ah, oh, Sister Madge, said she, you can't guess how it makes my heart ache to have my child take me for a stranger. Perhaps she may know you tomorrow, said Aunt Madge, though in her heart she had very little hope of the child. But Pretty did not know anybody to-morrow, nor the next day, nor the next. Oh, the long, weary time that they watched by her bed. The terrible disease seemed to be drinking up her life. Her cheeks looked as if fierce fires were hidden in them, and when she raved so wildly her eyes shone like flames. A deep hush had fallen on the house. Grace and Susie would go and sit by the hour in their seats in the trees and talk about dear little Prudy. Horace had the heartache, too, and asked every day, do you think she's going to die nobody could answer him and he had to wait like all the rest but god did not mean that prudy should die at last after many days the fever died out like a fire when it has burned the wood all down to cinders then there was a pale little girl left who looked as if a breath would blow her away like white ashes i think a little baby that tips over if you touch it could not be weaker than prudy was when she began to get well Ah, but it was so joyful to see her own sweet smile once more, though never so faint. And every low word she spoke now dropped from her lips like a note of music. Her father and mother and the whole family were full of joy, and Grace and Susie went to their cozy seat in the trees to talk over the pretty things they were going to make for Prudy when she should be well enough to enjoy them. End of chapter 6 Recording by Ginger Cucolo.